Good morning, it's Friday the 13th of September. Welcome to Spooktember, a daily Halloween prep podcast brought to you by somebody who didn't really enjoy Halloween last year or get to enjoy Halloween last year. So I'm talking about it every single day of September, except for today, which is a day in which I have some wonderful guests on to talk. Uh, Today was originally going to be about indie produced local horror movies, but I want to wait for a few more audience submissions. And as you can tell by the fact that this audio is super stuffy, I'm recording it under a blanket while fans are on around me because my fiance is asleep. It's early in the morning and I just wanted to get this one done early. Why not? So that episode will be in a couple of days, but until then... I have Buddy and Alice from Those Happy Places, which is a very good podcast to talk about an Oingo Boingo album, which is one of the best, like, things a guest has said to me, like, can we talk about this? I, was, I'm, I just yelled yes into Discord chat. So, uh, let's get to that, and I will see you on the other side. It's just another day at this dead man's party. Why don't we go to a fool's paradise called Spooktember? I'm Buddy Duquesne. And I'm Alice White. And Gavin, thank you for having us on this show to talk about one of the most important musical traditions for both of us this Halloween season. Not just for the Halloween season, really, buddy, is it? This is one of our favorite albums, one of the most important and influential albums possibly ever written. I agree. I think uh, in the list of Halloween music, so much of it is novelty or uh, dedicated to being like overtly about a goblin or ghost or werewolf or something. But This album transcends that. It's not a gimmick. It's just good, solid, uh, tritonal death pop. (laughs) Yeah. The the album, of course, that we're talking about is Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo, which was released in 1985. And it has been referenced and... Uh, and played pretty much everywhere in popular culture ever since. Uh, yeah, in in the case of movies, for example, uh, Dead Man's Party, the title track was featured in the 1986 film Back to School. It uh, let's see, Stay was a huge hit. It was featured on the Donnie Darko collector's cut or director's cut rather. And uh, Weird Science was literally the title of a film that this song was written for to be the title <laughs> track of. And like that's that's crazy. Albums aren't like that. I can't think of another album where multiple tracks on that same album became iconic movie staples, especially not an album that really only has nine tracks on it. It only runs at 42 minutes long. And every single one of the nine tracks is a certified fresh bop. Even now, uh, 24 years. Nope. 34 years later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 34 years later, this album is absolutely a staple in not just in Halloween season, but just everywhere. The sounds and the icons that have come out of not just this album, but this band and specifically out of Danny Elfman have transcended the Halloween season, although it really is just as much Halloween season as it is Danny Elfman season. I'm sure that Spooktember is going to feature a lot of things that Danny Elfman has done, like The Nightmare Before Christmas and the uh, 
That might be it. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. I've got more. Uh, <laughs> Danny Elfman has worked with, worked with Tim Burton on on several other occasions where he's written uh, scores for multiple. I, didn't he do Corpse Bride as well as The Nightmare he Before did Christmas? Do I'm sure yeah. he did. Uh, but he sings on the soundtrack for Nightmare Before Christmas. He is the the singing voice of Jack Skellington, and and and. I cannot think of somebody of a, a single human being that embodies the spirit of Halloween like Danny Elfman does. And this album really does condense his essence into 42 minutes of solid music. Yeah. And 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 maybe to best exemplify this, to kind of create a picture in your head of what I imagine when Oingo Boingo's Dead Man's Party revs up with track one, Just Another Day. Oh, uh, so good. Listeners, international copyright will not allow us to play Just Another Day while we talk about it in this episode. So I recommend <laughs> that you go now to a place where music is streamed or sold and play for yourself this opening track. We'll be here when it's over. Okay. (laughs) Did you notice how at the beginning of the track that there was a xylophone solo that sounds exactly like a entire band of spooky, scary skeletons playing the xylophone on their own rib cages? Because Because, that's what's uh, happening. Because of course, that's what it is. This whole album is structured to feel like the man, Danny Elfman, is standing in front of a band full of spooky skeletons uh, playing music, including their own rib cages. And Danny Elfman becomes a character in and out throughout this whole album as a man who is either dead or on the brink of death or has uh, have some sort of relationship with the idea of death. And he comes in and out as the narrator of each track as as a character. And so this album is not just a really good spooky scary kind of sounds but also lyrically has quite a lot to do with the idea of death which is very appropriate for the season i agree and nothing i think nothing tops on this entire album this album of 100 certified hits (laughs) nothing tops the title track dead man's party Dead Man's Party is so so good. It's such a good song. If you are hosting a Halloween party and you are making a playlist for your guests and Dead Man's Party, the song is not on that playlist like at least twice. I don't even want to come to your Halloween party. That's how good this song is. I will go and take your ox jack and play Dead Man's Party on repeat to make clear to you the mistake you have made because (laughs) nobody will care. In fact, the party will improve with each passing repeat of this song. Dead Man's Party is amazing. (laughs) Even though it's a party where no one's still alive and I am still waiting for my invitation to arrive. (laughs) So what is this song about? Somebody was struck by lightning or hit by something. They're all dressed up with nowhere to go. They are walking with a dead man over their shoulder. I mean, like, This person died and they are dressed very nicely for the afterlife, but the afterlife isn't bad. It's not somber. It's it's amazing. A dead man's party. party. It's amazing. It's it's so Alice, we talk a lot about death positivity uh, and this idea of dealing with death through the idea of 
um, of, of not celebrating it necessarily, but, you know, kind of using it as a vehicle to celebrate life. Right. And I feel like Dead Man's Party is almost perfectly symbolic of that. It's this idea that death can be a positive experience. It can yes. be this thing that that opens up a new sense of experience for those who go through it. And I feel like, Alice, you know, the five stages of grief. I, I'm a, I'm aware of them. Yes. I believe that the sixth stage of grief is Dead Man's Party, the album. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know what? I'll give it to you. That's, <laughs> that's solid. Uh, I and I want to tie it real quick um, to an, uh, something that we've that we've talked about in the past that you can explore more on our podcast. Um, it, the idea of death positivity in connection to um, something like uh, like a jazz funeral, for example, in the New Orleans tradition, where uh, jazz funerals uh, a, a procession of jazz instruments follow a funeral playing sad music. And the moment that a body is laid into the ground, they bust into happy music. And when the saints go marching in and all of these big, like beautiful music, they use all these gorgeous brass instruments, trumpets and trombones and tubas with the big, exciting, loud sounds, sounds that are extremely prevalent in this album all the way through that big band sound, that ska influence, which is directly influenced by jazz has taken over this album and musically with the uses of things like tritones, which we mentioned a little bit at the beginning, this uh, tritonic, uh, that the the music that that they use is very dissonant and it's uses these tritones, which have been nicknamed the devil's interval, where it's the, these, these sounds and these notes that don't quite go together in the way that you would traditionally understand chords to work, um, that they sound dissonant to the, to the ear. They give the, the music a kind of like stank to it. That is really very, um, it really catches the ear and makes you pay closer attention to what you're hearing when the notes are too close together or they're playing that, um, the, like the chord that's like a, like a augmented fourth that is, you can look, look all this up, look up tritones and look at uh, how they're used, especially how Danny Elfman and Leonard Bernstein use them to where it's supposed to invoke this uh, idea of, of that this music that you're listening to is supposed to make you just like a little uncomfortable. And yet it's joined by all of these big, gorgeous jazz instruments and these big band ska sounds and happy, ha- occasionally happy, but sometimes just reflective lyrics about death. And the combination of all of those things all together makes this album truly unique. I agree. And and we should say that the first two tracks on this album as kind of a duology is some of the best 10 minutes of music you can experience. But they're followed up by a couple of other great tracks that almost nobody talks about. Like Just Another Day in Dead Man's Party, those have kind of transcended the popularity of the album itself. But Heard Somebody Cry about somebody realizing that they're a ghost. Um, (laughs) No One Lives Forever about how you might as well enjoy life while you have it because no one lives forever. We can't outsmart the Grim Reaper forever, right? Yeah. Um, Stay, which is all about how, you know, we could stay just one more night, stick it out, stay alive for each other for just another day. 
I mean, these are really good. Um, but I think I think Fool's Paradise doesn't get nearly enough attention. No, and it is on my most recent listen to this album right before we recorded this. I was really struck by how beautiful that, that song Fool's Paradise is. The um, the lyrics are are fascinating and 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 just cool to listen to, but the vocals in it, Danny Elfman's voice really shines in Fool's Paradise. He's got such a gorgeous bass note voice when he hits lower, lower notes and is allowed to kind of sit in that register. I think he really does some of his best work. Yeah, I agree. And and it's funny in Fool's Paradise. That's when I really start to imagine. And I hate to be so on brand, but I, I hate uh, I start to imagine um the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. And I know <laughs> Will Williams has already done an amazing episode for Spooktember about that attraction. But the part with the busts and they're like singing like a quartet. I hear that in Fool's Paradise. I hear Definitely. that as as a sort of a a spooky harmonic multiple voices, one deeper, one higher kind of just perfectly resonating in just the spookiest sort of a way but also joyous, right? Uh, and Fool's Paradise is where it really hits me every time, where I'm like, wow, these voices are so good for this subject material. Um, Help Me is also great. I love the uh, constant steady percussion on Help Me. Um, and Same Man I Was Before seems to be a realization on the part of our narrator character that while they have changed because of their experience, either with death itself or getting near to death, they are still kind of themselves, right? There's still an essence of them in there. And that's a really cool concept to to explore in a pop song as well. Absolutely. But Alice, I think we would be remiss not to talk a little bit about weird science. The closing track, a, a a magnum opus, really, of a closing track for this album, which is one of the more recognizable songs, I think, by Oingo Boingo. Um, if you don't know who Oingo Boingo is, you might have heard, you probably have heard Dead Man's Party. You might have heard uh, a handful of other tracks, not from this album. But I think Weird Science might be one of the ones that has the most far-reaching influence, possibly because of the film. Right, um, the John Hughes movie in which uh, two Anthony teenagers... Anthony Michael Hall. And, yeah. Uh, they, they literally Frankenstein a human being out of a <laughs> computer and a Barbie doll. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and learn things about themselves. <laughs> uh, and Weird Science is so good. It's... it. Alice, Weird Science is a companion piece to the monster mash. <laughs> Whoa, that is a thesis statement for its own episode. <laughs> Listen, I was working in my lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight from my heart and from my hand. Why can't people understand my intentions? What do you little maniacs like to do first? <laughs> uh, weird science is just so good. The way that, again, the voices harmonize, the uh, industrial sounds behind the track uh, of lab noises uh, and Danny Elfman's like, ooh, 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 and the rest <laughs> of the band going, oh, whoa, 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 you know what I mean? I do. I know what you mean. That's six minutes and 10 seconds of Halloween glory. And if nothing else, 
weird science evoking all of the imagery of uh, just cheap horror flicks and Frankenstein, all of it coming together to wrap up this album with a nice little bow. I think there's nothing like it. I've never heard an album that takes me on such a journey and weird science is such a good ending. I agree. <laughs> uh, well, Alice, it looks like we've gone over time talking about uh, Danny Elfman and Oingo Boingo's possibly number one album of all time, Dead Man's Party. But uh, the conversation does continue online. Yes, of course. You should follow Gavin on Twitter because he's great and did a really wonderful job putting this uh this show together and you can find gavin on twitter at the pod report but i'm sure you already knew that right uh and if if you wanted to talk to alice or myself on twitter we are always on that website uh you could find me at buddy underscore duquesne duquesne is spelled d-u-q-u-e-s-n-e And I am at Alice White THP for those happy places, the podcast that Buddy and I do about theme parks. And if that sounds like your thing, find us on Twitter at Happy Places Pod. Yeah, we treat theme parks, rides, and attractions like literature. We're not always gushing about Danny Elfman and Oingo Boingo. Although we could, we could. I could do a whole podcast about it. Oh, look, we did. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) uh gavin again thank you for running spooktember it has been a wild ride listening listening along and it is such an honor to be part of the lineup everybody out there i hope you enjoy listening to oingo boingo's dead man's party uh let us know what you think if you are hearing it for the first time we want to hear from you as absolutely especially the lesser known tracks let us know what you think yeah the whole middle of the album is amazing and i don't feel like they get the credit they deserve so to everyone out there a ghoul evening and we hope you return to spooktember <laughs>